Hey there, welcome to the Field Trip Podcast. As always, my name is Brent Terhune, and joining me on this episode, both return customers, but I don't think they've been on the show uh, at the same time. Joining me is uh, Gavin Eddings. What's up? And Vinny Lanford. Hello there. Now, you guys have both been on. Vinny, last year, were you on the Charlie Brown Halloween special one? Was that you? Was it my brother? Oh, I was going to say, because it was either Isaac or Vinny Lanford, and I don't remember which one of you did which one. <laughs> uh, I was on one where we talked about uh, supernatural things. I don't know. I don't. I I know Isaac hates peanuts. Okay. So if it was if it was hate filled, it was my brother. Probably. I and maybe I know you did the ghost story one too, and then Gavin, you you just were recently on the the Toy Hall of Fame. Yeah, and I think I came back for another one, didn't I? I think Did just I come the back facts for... with uh, Gavin Eddings, maybe, yes. where it was just uh, doing yeah, random where we facts. Yeah, talked about facts. Yeah. They were, uh, it was clearly very memorable experiences for both of us. So. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> and maybe, Gavin, it was you that did the penis one with me. I don't know. It wasn't, but I did not, but I will say I did. I'll be like, I am a Lanford as well. I am the one they didn't know about. An honorary. Let's do our plug. So uh, listeners, if you, if you enjoy these guys, you can go check out their stuff, but uh, you know, if you don't enjoy it, then you can be sure to avoid all things involved with these guys. So Gavin, tell me about your horror channel. Um, on YouTube, I'm at Gavin Loves Horror. I actually have my own link now, so you just go to youtube.com slash C slash Gavin Loves Horror. You can get there directly. I'd love for you to subscribe. Uh, Brent was on an episode with me. We did a thing about redneck horror. I've been doing a lot of reviews. I talked about Megan is Missing, that TikTok like, loved, and it's like the shittiest movie of all time. And then uh, I did a review of a NECA figure recently that got a lot of traction. I was like, oh, people like unboxing videos, so I guess I'll just do that. But if you like horror and things like that, it's YouTube also Gavin loves horror on Facebook. But you just recently texted me and you said, "Oh, if another redhead got more views than you, and it was the it figure that you unboxed." Yeah, you you got dethroned by Pennywise. They're like, "We want to see this horrifying <laughs> clown instead of this other horrifying clown." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Vinny, also, uh, you're involved in horror as well. Yes, I am one of the co-hosts on a podcast called The Midwest Monsters. And we are we are a movie review podcast. We we watch movies together. We discuss the movies afterwards. And and uh, the uh, compliment we get is that we're not just recycling the same movies over and over, rewatching. We have a lot of deep cuts. So if you are a fan of the genre, uh, you can look us up. I believe we're on Podbean and we're on iTunes as well. And Brent was just on our. I think it was the last episode to air wasn't it, it was the one that you were you yeah were this, the scream episode because i do listen to your podcast and i was like i wonder if they put out any episodes so i looked and it was the one that i was on and i was like damn it now i can't listen to that episode because i was already on it so it's like you guys <laughs> cheated me out of an episode <laughs> but you do guys have some you have some deep cuts because you'll do episodes called the monster mass so you guys will pick four movies and that's how I quote unquote watch a lot of horror movies when I'm like, I'm never going to make it to this title, but these guys will talk about it and tell me I don't need to watch it. Yeah. We, <laughs> we like to, it goes different ways. We like to make our mash picks. It's basically to force the other co-hosts to watch the movie. So it's either something that you, you have seen that God, I really want to talk about this movie with somebody. So you force them to do it or it's something that was so bad 
that when you saw it, that they picked, you picked something equally as shitty to punish them with for making you watch something that you hated. Well, hopefully we're not going to watch anything or talk about anything shitty except for the Mr. <laughs> Hanky South Park episode. But <laughs> uh, as you've already seen on the episode description and title, we're talking about Christmas specials. So if, if you guys, you know, if, if it comes up, we're talking about a movie, but I'm more so talking about the specials that would air like once a year. So in your minds, is there Christmas specials that you guys go to every year? I mean, I guess the Rankin Bass stuff is like every year, like Rudolph and uh, the Jack Frost Rankin Bass. But I know that a lot of TV shows have a lot of special Christmas episodes. Um, like I, every year I go back and watch the Futurama Christmas episodes. So I, I can't really enjoy Christmas until I watch those. And just, I know it's a movie, and it's, but it really gets popular around this time of year. I really love Nightmare Before Christmas and just how that really changed everything with like stop motion. So those, that is, those, those are my go-tos every year. And I'm glad you actually mentioned the Futurama episodes, which I just have watched and rewatched. Cause you know, those are like my bed. That's one of my bedtime shows. So oh, yeah, put it on <laughs> like, and now, you know, then you have to be careful cause then, you know, Futurama's on in the afternoon and you fall asleep. But um, yeah, the, the <laughs> you or maybe you have to fall asleep to Bender's voice. Yes, it's uh, it's like tryptophan, uh, but uh, robot voices. Uh, but yeah, that first one it had what was the guy's name? Uh, Roseanne's husband, uh, John Goodman. Oh, John Goodman. <laughs> and then you notice a couple scenes late uh, seasons later that he didn't make it back for the uh, reappearance on Futurama of Santa. <laughs> yeah. Um, yet, yeah, Vinny, what are your go-to uh, specials? One that is watched every Christmas Eve, it's not Christmas Eve at my house without it, it is Pee-wee's Playhouse Christmas Special. Uh, that's my kids. I brought them up on it, <laughs> and I watched it ever since it aired when I was a kid. Like We recorded it on the, the VCR. Those were cassettes mm-hmm. that recorded uh, shows. And we, <laughs> so ever since I was a kid, that's a big one for me. And it's also not quite Christmas for me if... Uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol is not watched at some point. And we will get to that because I, I have thoughts. Uh, but uh, now uh, when you watch Pee-wee's Playhouse, how do you watch it? Do you have the DVD version then? I do, but it's also very easy just to watch it on Netflix and not have to mess with your Blu-ray player. That's so <laughs> weird because, and I Gavin could probably attest this too, where I have, you know, uh, bookshelves full of movies. That's how smart I am. My bookshelves have movies on them. But then I'll just be like, <laughs> I want to watch this, but it's all the way over there, six feet away. I'll see if oh, it's no, streaming. I've been there. Yep. I've been there before where I was like, I really want to watch Trick or Treat this year, but I don't want to go all the way upstairs to get it. Do Is this $3 <laughs> rental worth not getting off the couch? Like, it's just a, a, it's just a vulgar display of wealth when you're like, I'm going to pay $3 to not move. Disgusting. <laughs> Wealth and laziness. I don't know which one is more, <laughs> more lazy or more wealthy. I guess, but uh, I think it goes back to the hoarder collector in me, though. I have to have it like certain things on a on physical media because what if I don't? What if the internet's out or whatever the case may be? I want to still have it so I can watch it. 
yeah, it's movies now like pop on and off of Netflix so quick that I went out and bought a copy of Starship Troopers because I was like, every time I want to watch this damn movie, it's not on Netflix. And when I don't want to watch it, it's there. So I went out, I was like, I'm going to finally own a copy. So now I own Starship Troopers. <laughs> yeah, it is weird. It's that that thing, Vinny, you said that in case the internet goes out, which is very rare. And then, then it's like that rarity where the internet <laughs> has gone out, but not the power. So you can... Mm-hmm. Uh, now I can. You're just a. It'll be a picture of you hugging all your physical media. Like I knew it's there was the, a reason. It's all, the par- it's all the paranoia that was instilled in me by my dad growing up. Like it's all bled into me off of him. So now, did your dad? Did he have his go-to uh, specials that he liked? <sighs> you know, I we were we were always much more a Halloween house mm-hmm. than we were a Christmas house. Same. And I worked as an adult, I worked retail for like 10 years and it took me 12 years to start to enjoy the holidays again. And that's even when I had kids in that amount of time and it was still kind of a chore, but now I'm to a point where I actually enjoy the putting up the lights and putting up the tree. And I think I have more traditions than what my parents ever really had. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, but I, Charlie I, Brown was a big one at our house, though. That was that was the one I think my parents, because I'm sure there weren't many they grew up with that would kept getting shown. Uh, but I know that Dad always said that his favorite Christmas Carol was Mr. Magoo's. So yeah, well, and then I was gonna that's could be just a section of this podcast because that you know whatever anytime you have a public domain story, people are like, yep, absolutely, that's an episode on our sitcom. <laughs> yeah, we can do. <laughs> And I will watch any version of a Christmas Carol at least once. That's my. That's like my favorite Christmas story, and I will watch any version of it at least one time. The well, the just the short list I made of because, and I'm sure you've watched more, but uh, we have a Mickey's Christmas Carol, uh, the mm-hmm. Flintstones, uh, and just in my mind, the Jim Carrey Christmas Carol, which is or Robert Zemeckis version, Scrooge, Mr. Magoo, Bugs Bunny, a Muppet Christmas Carol. And Vinny, I'm sure there are more that you would mention. Oh, there, and it's mostly like you've got the best one, in my opinion, has Alistair Sim as Ebenezer Scrooge. There's a version from 1935. There's like there are so many versions of this out there. Uh, as it was it AMC or some just did or just did one last year. It's kind of a bastardized version of it. It was a lot darker and. Scrooge gets rapey in scenes. It's a bit much, a bit heavy-handed. Oh God! It, it, yeah, with who? It, who is it? Like, come here, Bob Cratchit. Like Bob Cratchit's like wife. Rubbing his. It's oh, Bob okay. Cratchit's <laughs> wife. Like he he pulled a, a Robert Redford with Demi Moore. You know, back in that old movie where it's like an indecent <laughs> proposal to Bob Cratchit's wife to get Tiny Tim's medical care. It was his. Yeah. Yeah, I wrought, I rewatched the Muppet Christmas Carol, and it got really kind of rapey too. Now, like uh, <laughs> Michael Caine was like all over Miss Piggy. It was disgusting, and like Robin one, was watching the whole time. It was not good. Yeah. <laughs> I do love that version. the The Muppet Christmas Carol was a great. Yeah, I, I've come to appreciate it because my girlfriend was watching it the other day, so I've, I've really uh, come to appreciate it. I think what why we like Christmas Carol so much is because it has that theme of horror with it. It's like this dude's like getting haunted by ghosts on Christmas. Yeah, it's the most famous. Go- it's the world's most famous ghost story. 
Yeah, and one of the ghosts is just like, oh yeah, this is you're you're gonna die, and everybody's gonna celebrate. Like it, it's very puts me in a good Christmas mood. That that is for sure. And I will repeat something that I tweeted, so don't think I'm running a bit by you, but it's the also <laughs> the original scared straight program. Like, <laughs> like you out here I, in these streets, you out here in these streets, you gotta die. You gotta die if you don't change your life, Scrooge. Hold my pocket. I all I also, since we said Muppet Christmas, <laughs> Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas, that is one that I love to watch around the holidays as well. Another That's Jim a- Henson production. That's on this list, and I actually own it. But it's uh, like any uh, you know collector of physical media. I've I own it, but have not watched it. <laughs> <laughs> it's on a list. It's on I, a never-ending list of things to get to. There are some things in my collection that I was given as gifts or bought, like blind bought, and just never opened. Like I got somebody gave me a copy of Scream Four for Christmas back in 2012. It is still in the shrink wrap, and I love hey. that movie. I've just never opened it. So we're <laughs> we're really good collectors. Yeah, <laughs> mint. All of us uh, are the reason mint. you find brand new media at Goodwill. <laughs> 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 Who got rid of this? Oh yeah, it was me. Um, <laughs> and then you buy it back. Yeah, that's now, how I, like I do this. Yeah, I've not been guilty of that. I'm sure I would uh, eventually buy something that I've donated or uh, unknowingly donated, like it was put it in a box that I didn't know was in there. Um, <laughs> but uh, to me, my favorite Christmas carol is the Mickey Christmas carol. And I just rewatched it. And forever I hadn't seen it because you could only buy it on DVD for like $30. And I was like, yeah. okay. That's that's more than a dollar a minute because this thing's <laughs> a half it's hour. It's very short. Yeah, but now it's that, condensed. Now that we have, you know, Disney Plus, it's great. And now what I was rewatching Rudolph and a couple other ones, and I was like, I don't know if it's me just being impatient, but I'm like, at about 30-minute mark, I'm good. I got the Christmas vibe. I don't need... <laughs> Four, I don't need 14 more minutes of this. Uh, but you, don't yeah, need, the, you don't need more bars of silver and gold. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> yeah. Wrap it up. Okay, we got it. <laughs> uh, so the, the is the Christmas Carol like the most, would you guys say the most common like public domain retold story? Because there's always like Robin Hood. Like every couple of years you get a Robin Hood movie that I don't care about. You get a Jungle Book movie that I don't care about. I don't. Is there any other stories that just keep Treasure Island? Yeah, Treasure Island. Even that's is that wrong. like that's they had a Muppet version of that too, didn't they? Like, if the Muppets have done it, it's public domain. Probably uh, that, it's that's very close to being true. There was that era of Muppets where they were just just doing public domain stories as movies. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, is Dracula considered public domain? Yes, there's a lot. Of, I believe yeah, so. There's a lot of because there's a lot of Dracula as well. Yeah. Then there's these a, people should have Bram Bram Stoker. He didn't know enough about copyright law. He could still be making that money from <laughs> Beyond the Grave. Uh, yeah, the, I get that's why there's so many Dracula things. Even those Universal monster ones. There's not really any like creature from the Black Lagoon type stuff either. Yeah, because that yeah. Yeah, because that is copywritten by Universal. Like, like they yeah, that, they the pretty much came up with good. that. Yeah. Do yeah. you think we'll ever see a uh, Christmas with the creature from the Black Lagoon special, guys? I would uh, love it because that's my favorite crossed. Universal monster. 
I want it. I need that in my life. Oh, you have uh, fingers crossed. You just moved fingers your camera, but yeah, you have. <laughs> yeah, your room is decked out in uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon stuff. Got my creature Hello. pop here, and I've got the a... got the min, min, mystery mini right there. Nice. I unfortunately don't. I have the Scooby Doo version of that, uh, whatever the creature they called uh, the creature. From the oh Black yeah. Lagoon. I have that, but <laughs> nice. it's with, without a. It's uh, out of my reach, so I won't bring it on. Um, <laughs> what other? Uh, we we've got Rudolph. That's always a go-to. I mean, I got some. Uh, the best way I find how to do these episodes is just like search facts i'll type in rudolph facts so (laughs) red nose fact number one can fly fact number two end of facts i got a buddy who he's like as a kid he liked rudolph he's like he's like man now when i watch it santa's a dick like i i don't care to watch it anymore everyone's an asshole in that movie they all (laughs) are you're not you're not wrong yeah, I was because this is one I, I did rewatch for this podcast specifically. It would have been a rewatch anyway, but um, watching it, and then there's like uh, the song We Are Santa's Elves. And then at the end, very end, Santa's like, needs work. Bye. And just leaves the room. <laughs> is the Simon Cowell of the North Pole. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like no more. Go ahead. More so than Rudolph for me, uh, I always loved the Santa Claus is coming to town. That's that is my favorite. Loved. That's my favorite. Is it because Santa's a ginger? Santa's a ginger, and one? I've I've been uh, uh, compared to a, a young Santa Claus, which if you ever said that to me, not a compliment. Uh, <laughs> also, in this year, I've been getting uh, Yukon Cornelius. Uh, <laughs> But that, like Santa Claus is coming to town, I just realized usually I don't like a prequel story because you're like, oh yeah, you got bitten by the spider. We know, you know. But this Santa Claus <laughs> yeah. is coming to town. This is definitely the prequel to every other Christmas movie involving Santa. I it's the only time I've ever seen an origin like real first. Well, I mean, there was that terrible Dudley Moore movie back in the early '80s that kind of did that, but. uh all in all, like you get the whole backstory, why he wears the suit, just for, you know, all the reasons for everything. And I don't know, I've always really liked that one. Maybe it's Mickey Rooney. Yeah, it's weird when, like, what he was in, like, the. did you know he was, like, the top drawing box office star and for, like, three years running? I think it was, like, right after World War II. He was, like, A-list number one, Mickey Rooney. <laughs> For some yeah. reason, I thought you were. For some reason, I thought you said Mickey Rourke, and I was like, "How old is he? He was, he was the top in World War II. My God, no wonder he was so broke down in the wrestler." But now, I wanna see, now I want to see Mickey Rourke as Santa Claus. <laughs> I want to see Shutter. I want to see Mickey Rourke, his wrestler character, Randy the Ram, as Santa Claus. <laughs> After he cuts his hand at the deli. You yeah. are definitely getting your presents out of a black hefty bag. <laughs> and the <laughs> VHS tape. Yeah, did, have you guys ever had somebody just hand you the bag they bought the stuff in? Yes. yes. It's so awkward. Yes. Yeah, yeah that was uh, every have... year that was my brother. Thanks for bringing him up. But um, <laughs> Is he going to Christmas this year? Or... What's that? No, he's he's Is not he going to make it this year. No. Uh <laughs> He's social distancing six feet deep. 
remember one year I got the, he gave me the uh, Super Smash Brothers Melee uh, guide, the Nintendo guide, just in the bag that he bought it, and I was like, "Oh, thanks, man! I I really appreciate that." <laughs> his uh, gift giving skills were not uh, if uh, if he had stats that would not be on his baseball card. <laughs> Um, I have but, I, instead of doing that, I have wrapped a gift. If I didn't have wrapping paper, I have wrapped it in the Sunday comics mm-hmm. out of the oh, newspaper before. It was brightly colored. Hey, no, if anybody wants to idea, split actually. hairs about that, it's like it's you're gonna tear it up and throw it away anyway, bud. No bitch that I didn't buy wrapping I've also used uh, aluminum foil when I was dumb and didn't have to buy aluminum foil. And then you actually buy it and you're like, I shouldn't have done that. That's not good. <laughs> I can't. My I dad. Nothing to put my pizza in now. <laughs> my, my dad has given me gifts that were media that he's already went ahead and opened and watched before he gave it to me. <laughs> I love that. I could one up that. Yeah. I could, my dad will give out, my dad will buy a movie and then give the digital copy away and like put it in like a case. So we'll be like, thanks, dad. Thanks, dad. I can't wait to log in to Voodoo and get this uploaded. I was about to say, Vinny, when you're like, yeah, my dad's open. I was like, and then you go to type in the digital code and it's like, yeah, you've already redeemed this. (laughs) Yeah, my dad would not have any clue how to use the digital code. Uh, I my do. dad is the moderator of a of a of a of a uh, board, a messaging board. Mm-hmm. Those still exist. He's and the moderator of one a, for the Incredible Hulk. And you're talking like the TV show, right, or just the I'm Hulk talking, in general? I'm, in general, he, uh, he's a professor of all things Hulk, uh, dating back to the beginning. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the best is when he then tells you the conversations that were happening in the messaging board. That's fun. Secondhand message. Okay, Vinny, we, we get it, Vinny. Your dad fucks. Like we get it. Okay? Like, stop. <laughs> like we get it. <laughs> Man, like that's... save some pussy for the rest of us, moderator. Like... That's this, the passion I long to have about a single thing. Cause I like a lot of things, but I've mm-hmm. like, I want to devote my life to not necessarily the Hulk, but I want to be that guy that's like, wake up and you already got your plan set for the day. Yeah. Yeah. Re- retirement's been kind to him, guys. <laughs> uh, I've also, uh, even worse than like the people that are like, oh, it's so pretty. I don't want to, unra- I don't want to unwrap it, are the people that insist like they unwrap it like they're going to reuse. The oh ra- yeah, that wrapping paper. <laughs> you just gotta like origami it. You like definitely like yeah. You get the letter opener out. You're like I'm just gonna make a slight slit. You're like no, just rip it open. Like you're yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it's there for. Uh, I have also uh, my brother did this too. Uh, oddly enough, uh, wrapped the uh, stuff in the obituaries, which is always fun. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> you know, uh, that's funny. I like you know, that. Socks aren't the worst thing that you could get this year, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, to honor his memory, you should wrap all your gifts in his obituary just to really <laughs> show him how much you care. I'm going to go to a print shop and just be like, I need this on this paper a hundred times. <laughs> uh, so, and, then, and, then, and then inside it's his ashes. Like, why would you wrap his ashes in his obituary? You got to cut it with baking soda to make it last longer. I've seen enough <laughs> drug documentaries to know that. 
<laughs> we're gonna run out of your brother if we don't <laughs> oh man well so much of you know people's Ooh. christmas viewing has to do with with rankin bass and you know um gavin you mentioned that before and if people aren't familiar uh it's like you know ranking but you know take the g off rankin bass the two guys responsible for most of that and i I watched Rudolph and then they had like, uh, oh, the making of Rudolph or Rankin Bass universe. So I watched that and that's where that uh, holiday spirit comes in at about the 30 minute mark because it was a 45 minute <laughs> documentary. And I was like, okay, I got it. Uh, but it turns out a lot of those uh, Rankin Bass ones, which forever I called them claymation, which is apparently that's more of a Gumby type thing. If you're <laughs> and I think this is more stop motion. Yeah. Cause yeah, the stop motion is more, puppets and stuff um and that well they recorded the the voices mostly in canada and then the the, the stop motion was recorded in japan which i didn't know hmm. until that documentary but then like in there's a scene in uh santa claus is coming to town where the the one lady sees her reflection in the water and then you're like mm -hmm. oh that's clearly japanese animation you know the <laughs> cartoon part yeah um but uh what did i have here oh the the puppets uh, just like this year so that they claimed that in 2007 uh rankin uh claimed that some of the puppets were in his possession including the rudolph figure nine other puppets including santa and young rudolph were given to a secretary who gave them to family members in 2005 the remaining two puppets of rudolph and santa were praised by Antiques Roadshow. Uh, I must have missed this episode. Uh, the, the episode in 2000 uh, aired in 2006, and at the time they valued between eight and ten thousand um, dollars. So fast forward, some of these were, and they talk about this in this documentary on the DVD, were restored, and they're like taking apart these puppets. And because like Santa is missing like half a beard and I'm like, I wouldn't even touch it. Like I would be too scared to touch these puppets, but they were just, uh, they were refurbished or whatever. And then sold uh, November 13th of this year, netting uh, $368,000. Wow. Oh my God. And which puppets did they get? Uh, it was a Santa Claus and Rudolph puppet. Hmm. That's and that's the only two. <clears throat> Those uh, I you know I think there are more in existence, but the ones that were just sold were Santa Claus okay. and Rudolph. And they I wonder if I could. Get, I wonder if I could get one on the cheap of like that that bird that swims in a fishbowl. <laughs> <laughs> I I get that one for cheap, right? I'd like a background elf. I would like just the, just <laughs> one, like one that didn't move or like an elf bench. Like give me one of the benches they sat on. Yeah, there's that like five bucks on eBay, certificate of authenticity. That's more my style. Yeah, and you can send it off to get it rated, and it's going to be a five out of ten or whatever. <laughs> and it's, it's, I, it's the, I've always loved stop motion animation. That probably comes from from these as a small kid, and then I was I was a grown man who was excited when they did the SpongeBob Christmas special that was in stop motion animation. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I acted like I enjoyed it because I had kids. I really actually enjoyed it because it was stop motion animation, Christmas <laughs> stuff again. So, uh, and 
in that documentary too, you're, you, you mentioned stop motion, just how it, it's got that look to it. And I think they, uh, John Favreau was on the documentary, oddly enough, you know, swingers, Iron Man, John Favreau. And uh, he was saying like, they shot it like two, I don't know. It's really technical or I'm dumb, either one of those, but he was like, you know, two, yes. Yes, you agree. <laughs> Either way, it looks choppy. And then he, I don't remember what they were reshooting, but he's like, yes, it has to be. I think it was, was it Elf? Did it was he, Elf. Like, yeah, John Favreau directed Elf. Yeah, There's a whole yeah. Netflix special on right now. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, which Gavin, yeah, I just watched that too. And you guys yeah, can and talk how about like Rankin Bass. Go ahead. Amongst ourselves <laughs> just later. Uh, yes. <laughs> no, on, on Elf, they, they were talking about how they did the stop motion for that movie and how. Elf got in trouble with Rankin Bass and legal because Buddy was looking too much like the Rankin Bass characters. So there was some worry that they might even be able to release the movie because Rankin Bass was like, these characters look too similar. But they were talking about when they shot the live action with the stop motion, it just looked really bizarre because they had like somebody walking next to Will Ferrell in just like this really cheap snowman costume. Yeah. And they're like, no, it'll look. And then they showed it to the producers and they're like, no, it'll look good once we do the stop motion. We swear. So yeah, stop motion is just like a really, it, it's a very long process to get everything monthly. And I, I dabbled in high school making movies like with stop motion. It is hard and ours were terrible. So it, it, it's definitely an art form of known. Well, and I, I don't know if it was technically stop motion, but those first South Park shorts were construction paper moving mm-hmm. it. And it, that's why it, it more looked or shitty. less was stop motion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but then uh, what I was getting to before you interrupted me, Gavin, was uh, there. <laughs> uh, Favreau was like, uh, it's got to have that clunky look. And he was like what Japanese people call the term wabi sabi, which I'd never heard before. But it's like <laughs> it's like that uh, you, where you can appreciate the imperfections in things. So, like, don't make it too perfect. Like. I heard somebody on a wrestling podcast where they were saying, like, "Oh, wrestling looks too perfect nowadays." It's now, you know, nowadays you would say, "I want to appreciate the wabi sabi. I want somebody to get hurt for real." <laughs> <laughs> I need the botches. I need somebody. I need, I need an Owen Hart situation every no, week, or else no. I cannot. Enjoy, <laughs> or else I can't enjoy my wrestling. <laughs> but I could go for Big Van Vader getting his eye popped out by Stan Hansen every week. I could go <laughs> <Yes>. for that. <laughs> uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. Do we have thoughts on this one? I love that one. I mean, that, yeah, that's it, another it, one. It's, yeah, a it's just a classic. Yeah, it's been around. Your parents watched it. You watched mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? Like, and it had, to me, it has a certain charm to it. I love The Great Pumpkin as well. And Brent, I think you and I have discussed this before that those are the only two good ones. Yeah, the Thanksgiving oh, yeah. one. There's not a lot yeah. there to Thanksgiving besides you know. And there's like one because that's the one where they like come in on the May. Are there only three? Is it Thanksgiving, there way Christmas, too many. and Halloween? Really? No, there there are way too many. If you dig into it, there are way too many. The '70s got pretty uh, Snoopy happy there for a while putting out stuff. I, I didn't realize Rankin Bass had put things out until 1984. Well, oh, wow. even with the Rudolph ones, I just made a. They have Rudolph Shiny New Year, Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in July. Uh, who's 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 wanting that? Does that air in <laughs> July or does that air in December? And the, I think those came out in the seventies as uh, as well. 
they were trying to just there was the year without a Santa Claus that Rankin mm-hmm. Bass did. Uh, Rankin Bass, I, they got their money's worth out of this thing. They cornered the market. They really did. Uh, it's just <laughs> was anybody else competing with them? Or are they <laughs> yeah, like we're gonna just, take it? <laughs> it's just unfortunate that uh, their writing wasn't better in some cases. That little drummer boy one is one of the most boring stop motion things I've ever seen. There's that one with the floppy-eared donkey that they put out. Yeah, the new-year donkey, that, I think. The ones they haven't even bothered to restore. It's like really shitty, grainy footage of them. Well, the, I literally, in the DVD set that I got, had, you know, Rudolph and Santa Claus is coming to town. And then, like, on the last DVD is, like, a, the a one about a cricket and the drummer boy and i had never really it's been on it was on like abc family or whatever it is now freeform or whatever and i would always see it but never watch it so i i sat down to watch it for this podcast and i was like man because it's set in the desert i got five minutes in and i was like there's no color which is why you watch these specials for anyway the color pops and i was like not this is a blu-ray copy that is clearly not blu-ray like not restored at I have all. It on four, but you got to watch it in 4K. When you see it in 4K, it's going to change your mind. <laughs> so I can safely say the first five minutes of The Little Drummer Boy, I would pass on that. Yeah, that's rough. Um, what I love is that um, – which one has a – which one has Hermie? Is, is that Rudolph when he wants to be the Rudolph. dentist? Yeah. yeah. That always kind of struck me too because he, like, he goes to the – he wants to be a dentist. He doesn't want to be an elf, but but he feels like he's like bullied. So he he kind of like befriends Rudolph because of that. And the, but then at the end, they all just kind of do what they're gonna do. Like Rudolph is just a sleigh deer, and Hermie gets to be a dentist. But I don't know. I have no idea where that was going. Well, I no, have no but point. <laughs> you're not wrong because it's it's also like oh, let's be shitty to you the whole thing, and then. <laughs> Oh, it's foggy, which has apparently never happened before. <laughs> <laughs> they had no contingency plan. If Rudolph was there, they'd be fucked. But yeah, yeah. so the, basically the movie conveys you are useful in one very specific situation. The rest of the time you are useless. But if it's foggy, we'll call you. <laughs> Do you guys remember in like the late 90s? I think it was when... Rankin Bass put out a sequel to Rudolph straight to video and like it was on TV and it was CGI animation. And it was that like Toy Story had come out, but it was the shittier version of that Pixar animation. And so they basically <laughs> they they dirtied their own legacy by making this thing. If if you have a chance afterwards, look this thing up. It's awful. It was the that's Ernest I, goes to Africa. To people. It's terrible. <laughs> Ernest goes to Africa. Uh, I forgot about that one. Whew. Was it, Vinny, was it the special uh, Rudolph and the Island of Misfit Toys? I, I think that is. The I one. was looking at the dates and it said like 2000 something, which yes. I was like, that's never good when it's like f- so far removed. Usually not 40 good. years later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless it's Halloween, oh, yeah, this, this... H4O. But uh... <laughs> yeah, this is uh, horrifying. This looks like somebody's like graphic design. It, it's bad it for their final yes yeah, so rink and best needs not ever get too hoity-toity about their product because <laughs> or what somebody else may do to the image because they already kind of got <laughs> fingerprints all over it yeah you know? 
I like when that the weird, not even a decade, but it was like when everything was becoming CGI and it was like no better than the Windows 95 screensaver. (laughs) I just feel like a whole bunch of pipes are going to start coming up on the screen (laughs) flying through space. But also, I don't know if this is a sketch that uh, Robot Chicken has done, but I like the idea of Rudolph and the island of misfit toys, the band. (laughs) <laughs> like the misfits. I want to see him hang out with Danzig. Just... <laughs> That's mother, tell you, t- Rudolph. <laughs> so that was '64, and then '65 we have the you know Charlie Brown Christmas. Uh, it was seen by 49 percent or 49 percent share of the audience, and seen by 15 and a half million people on that yeah and i think that's another connection too that i have with it i'm i'm a i'm a bit older than you guys and i don't know if you had the same experience but it it really was you didn't have the media things were shown once a year Mm -hmm. and so everybody in your class watched it when when those specials aired and you all talked about it the next day at school i mean it was the same with the when the wizard of oz was on tv when i was a kid everybody watched it and everybody talked about it the next day at school um i also like and for the listener that if you've not listened to previous episodes a full episode on charlie brown's christmas i just like most kids were uh were kids and you can see that the voice acting was not great because they didn't know how to read. So they'd have to say something. <laughs> it's like the, the, the dialogue is so choppy, big brother. Like, <laughs> Lin- Linus sound the words out, okay? He had to be like the great pump kid. You're like, what? 1966, we had the Grinch, uh, which... Forever, I Love didn't it. realize was narrated by by Boris Karloff. But now, like in in my head, like people to narrate your life. I don't think it'd be Morgan Freeman. Maybe I would want Boris Karloff to narrate <laughs> the story of my life. That was a point yeah, my dad always made when we watched, when it was on every year. To that's point Frankenstein, out boy. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear the bolts in his neck when he talks. I also like in in my research, uh, starting in 1940, Karloff would dress dresses. They say, quote, Father Christmas, just say Santa, um, each December (laughs) to hand out presents to kids at Baltimore Hospital. So at some point, there was a kid sick in the hospital getting a present (laughs) from from Santa and also being like, is that Frankenstein dressed as Santa Claus? This seems like a ruse. He's going to eat me, isn't he? He's going to throw me to that well. Uh, and also the song, you know, the guy who sang the songs, You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. To me, always, uh, what's the guy that who was Darth Vader's voice? Uh, uh, James, James Earl James, Jones? Yeah, to me, I was like, that's got to be him, right? But it's not. I don't know why I thought that. <laughs> but it was a guy named Thurl Ravenscroft. Thurl, like Earl, but with like Earl. Uh, he was also the voice of Tony the Tiger, which I didn't know that. Oh, from, from fifty-two that. to two thousand five. Just Google Thurl Ravenscroft, and there's <laughs> like you've heard his voice in other things besides Frosted Flakes. You probably have to sift through a lot of the other Thurls <laughs> yeah. Ravencrofts to get to the one you're looking for. That's such a common name nowadays. 
<laughs> Thurl. Yeah. Uh, and I, I didn't see if that was like a nickname because I don't know who who would have been like, yeah, keep calling me Thurl. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's spelled like the Earl. It's T H U R L, like Earl, but the. Oh. I was hoping it'd be like T H E E A R L, so it's like the Earl, and we're like, the no, Earl. it's the Earl. We're we're just saying it wrong. <laughs> My name is Thurl. You guys remember that show, right? Um, <laughs> also, the voice of, of the little girl in Frosty is the same as. Uh, uh Cindy Lou who who was Jane uh Jean Foray. I don't know why I called her, but you guys know her as uh Rocky the Squirrel from Bullwinkle or Grandma huh. from huh. the Looney Tunes. Um huh. which version of the which which version of the Grinch is your favorite? The first one, and that's the other th- that's another one that's yeah, been retold three times. I do like the Jim Carrey one. I have a gr- the, and that's like seeing it when it came out. I don't know if I like it now. And then they I do one. not. I do not like that one. Why? Because do you not like Jim Carrey? No, I like Jim Carrey, um, but I don't like Jim Carrey being the Grinch because, to me, do you guys remember that classic part in the original Grinch uh, movie, the cartoon, where he went fabulous? Remember that? <laughs> no, you don't, because it's yep. not in the character of the fucking Grinch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. I was like, yeah, was, of course. It, it was just too much. It was it was too much for me. It for was that. Ace Ventura as the Grinch. Yeah, yeah, it really was. And while I think he was great, like performing through the makeup, and I of course love Rick Baker's makeup effects and about anything, uh, just not enough. But I was also an adult when it came out, or at least close to yeah. it, you know. So it didn't it didn't hit me. I can understand being a little kid if you grew up watching it and it being your, one of your favorites, but for me, it just didn't hit. I like the well, uh, of those... yeah. I like the scene where he talk. The Grinch talks with his asshole, <laughs> <laughs> like on Ace Ventura, and it was so lifelike because you could see the dingleberries in the green fur. That's how good it was. It was yak hair, yak <laughs> hair, but actual hu- human dingleberries though. That's the attention to detail. That Don was Howard was like, "It's got to be real dingleberries." <laughs> That was my favorite part of every Jim Carrey movie from like the mid '90s to the early 2000s. It's like when he was the Riddler, he also talked with his ass. It's just like why? <laughs> it was like his thing in the number 23 when he's the killer. He talked with his ass when revealing the number 23. It's that's very, how you, that's how you get 20 million a picture, kids. <laughs> talk out your ass. That would be and fun. And he tells you that while talk. And he tells you that while talking out his ass. That's how you get the pictures. <laughs> That would be a fun like sketch to uh, a guy misremembering every, every Jim Carrey movie, and he's you know it's the the Truman Show, and he's just somehow ha- has his ass in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> we spent too much time talking about Jim Carrey's ass. I'm uncomfortable with it. Not enough time, I'd say. <laughs> um, and I'm looking through my list. There's a whole bunch of Muppet ones. Uh, I did mention the South Park Mr. Hankey special, and I I talked about that on the uh, my other podcast, the Cafeteria. But I will say it's just odd that now Mr. Hankey is just part of pop culture. That a talking piece of <laughs> <Yeah>. shit that <laughs> yeah. wears a Santa, yeah, hat Santa hat is just oh yeah oh we're like oh yeah Mr. Hankey yeah he's hilarious. 
Yeah, he's uh, like, yeah. it goes baby, Je- it goes uh, Santa, baby Jesus, Mr. Hanky, part <laughs> of the Trinity now of, That's of fair. Christmas. That's fair. The Christmas poo. Um, and then The <laughs> Simpsons, uh, I forget about this all the time. The first episode of The Simpsons is the, you know, where they get Santa's little helper. That set the mm-hmm. world on fire when that Christmas special aired. Why? Everybody why? went Simpsons crazy after that. It, it well, it is. You're talking to a guy who has a wall in this room covered in Simpsons toys, but I can't imagine like it aired in '89. So I can't imagine the next ten years of just oh, you want to eat my shorts shirt? We got it. Uh, <laughs> it was everywhere I, to the point where there was a there was a Christian bookstore in like the strip mall attached to our local Walmart. Mm-hmm. I think it was called the Lion and the Lamb. But uh not the lion's you know, den, that's different, I think. You know <laughs> you know how uh that's a porn star on the side of the highway for those that you don't know. But. <laughs> I've done so many a Christmas they, shopping there. So you, you know you know how when something gets popular but it's not exactly G-rated. Mm-hmm. Uh the these Christian bookstores are known to co-opt these things and try to make the knockoff Christian version of it. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing a shirt and it was a very similar uh, yellow Bart Simpson character with his arms crossed, and he was named Brett Scripture. And <laughs> and, the, <laughs> and and in that in that same font that the Simpsons is written in is all these scripture quotes all around him. He's Brett Scripture. Oh my God! <laughs> like not like close, but not even that close. Where it's like just. Oh my god! I, I'm yeah, googling it, it, was, it to it see. A, it was bootleg. I'm looking this I've up right now. I need to, to find see it Bert before, scripture. and I've never been able to find it. That's something like, if somebody could reproduce that and sell that, that would you know somebody <laughs> I would own that shirt. Bert scripture. It's trying to take me. It's so old. It's trying to take me to Angel Fire sites. Uh, <laughs> I can't find it, but I've oh never. God, I've searched the, it before, oh. and I've never been able to find an image of it or anything. But Brett scripture. Man, that's so funny. It's that's like how big, that's how big it, it can't be. It can't be reproduced. You cannot show an image of scripture. <laughs> that uh, that reminds me, like ten years ago, when every every church was doing some uh, form of uh, breaking bread instead of breaking bad. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, I, guys, the- in the wild tonight, I saw uh, uh, someone wearing a Duck Dynasty sweatshirt. With like Uncle Sai on it, and I was like, "Wow, it's been a minute." Yeah, that is. I can't. That, I can't wait until I'm doing that with MAGA stuff. Oh yeah, we're <laughs> like oh, he's still hanging on to that. All right. I can't wait to watch. I don't know if you've watched Slobby's World on Netflix, where it's this guy. <laughs> it's it's like Pawn Stars, but for like pop culture clothes. So he'll be like, "Oh, I got this vintage Louis Vuitton shirt." I can't wait. And like thirty years when uh, people are buying the MAGA stuff on throwback uh, sites. Like, oh, yeah, you got the MAGA boots? Let me get them real quick. <laughs> like, <laughs> Let me throw you. I got a get-her-done Zippo to go with it. <laughs> uh, I my also... Favorite, go ahead, Gavin. My, my favorite, like, co-opted bumper sticker I've seen is I saw somebody that had a bumper sticker that said, my boss is a Jewish carpenter. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, like... <laughs> They're talking about Jesus, but what if they're not? What if they're like, no, Mr. Goldstein at the cabinet factory, just a good guy, just a good dude. What a represent him. He's a Satanist, but he's a good dude. 
were either of you disappointed every year that that Frosty was animated and wasn't stop motion? That always bothered me. No, because then I, eventually they they redid him in stop motion for other things. Yeah, and I was it the I want to say it was the same voice. I could be mistaken, but I want to say it was the same voice. Jackie Vernon, uh, who I looked it up as a stand-up comedian, and uh, every year, Vinny, you do the Dead Comics Party, which you know, uh-huh. if you're not familiar here in Indianapolis, and that now it's kind of taken off everywhere. They'll recreate comedian. It's got to be a dead comedian's uh, set, but you know, somebody will be Robin Williams, and uh, or you know, uh, Andy Kaufman. But Joe Bates, a uh, local comic here in Indianapolis, did Jackie Vernon. And then, then I was like, I never heard of this guy. He's like, oh, yeah, he's Frosty, the snowman. <laughs> so you, <laughs> you don't realize that. But um, in that special on the DVD, they were talking about which ones they would animate versus which ones they would do puppetry. And some of, some of those, it's like, oh, we have too many specials in the pipeline. We got to animate this. And obviously some uh, of the stuff with, with Frosty, they eventually figured it out later, but just to have, you know, the wind blowing and him melt all of a sudden takes a lot of effort. <laughs> mm. um, what else? I, I think, I mean, that's about all the ones I was going to cover. I mean, it's so weird how there are no like new Christmas specials to me, but I'm not a child, uh, yeah. you know, but it's, it's the like, only one I, the only one I remember that they tried to do, and it's not even a kids movie, but I remember when they did Christmas Vacation Two, Uncle Eddie uh-huh. in Hawaii, and I, and I remember that being like the new Christmas special, and it is just terrible. It is <laughs> awful, and this was before Randy Quaid just became like the most insane human on the planet. But it was awful, and that's that's when I was like, yeah, we. We can't make these anymore. We just can't do these. And a lot of them now just come out to um, Netflix, but I'm not in like the children's section, so I don't really see them. Yeah. Yeah, they I'm not allowed to have the children's section on my Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> it is so weird how like before all these specials that we talked about, for the most part, the big ones were on when like the, there were three channels. But now I have a channel, you guys have a channel. Like everybody has their own <laughs> channel, so nothing is is really going to be that big anymore, unless it's like, right. oh, the Tiger King. That's like the biggest thing that's been out recently, you know? Yeah, I, uh, I've watched the Tiger King Christmas Carol, the Christmas Carol Baskins. Oh yeah, <laughs> and one of them literally I, is I'm, just I'm gonna Carol make Baskins. That. I, <laughs> I'm going to make that, so don't steal that idea. I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to I'm, I'm going to make some puppets. It's going to take a long time. It'll be out by next year when nobody gives a shit. But I will, <laughs> I will care. Uh, is there any other movies or anything? We can talk about movies now before we wrap up that you watch around Christmas that is not that aren't Christmas related. Because I think I mean, you know, Die Hard. I mean, Die Hard, but that's yeah. like a Christmas movie. But for me, I always try to watch the Lord of the Rings movies. Mm-hmm. because hmm. they came out during the Christmas season for like from 2001 to 2003. So I just kind of associate them with that feeling of Christmas. And they just kind of have like the epic fantasy thing. So every Christmas, around this time, I try to watch just as background noise and whatnot. For me, I remember watching the first time I ever saw The Godfather, how you want to watch it uh, with commercials on Spike TV. That's how I watched it for the first time. Yeah. And Over that two was- nights. Yeah, around Christmas time. So that's like, 
been ingrained in me that now that is the Christmas tradition is watch Godfather around Christmas. And every time do you just, you just watch a tape copy off Spike TV to get the real commercial feeling? Yeah, where they, they're doing uh, commercials for Castrol GTX. <laughs> Stacker 2, the world's strongest fat burner. Um, and then there's always like The Shining. Any Any movie that has to do with like winter is always, you know, kind of appropriate for the thing yeah the th- here's the thing um yeah <laughs> any of those so i don't know if you guys just had like a tradition that wasn't christmas related uh, i'm more of a it, it's more of a season uh not necessarily the holiday but seasonal but yeah i definitely watch the thing i don't tend to watch it unless there's a good amount of snow like i love to watch it on a really cold winter night shinings the same way i don't typically put that in in august you know that's something that i watch more in the winter months because it's just got a colder feel to the movie well i think i showed stephanie my i showed stephanie uh my girlfriend the the thing for the first time when we had gotten like four or five inches of snow and we're in the basement so you can kind of like see the snow coming up by by the window and i was like we got to watch this movie today or or it's not going to work and she really enjoyed it so you got it's definitely one of those movies you have to set a mood for yeah i agree or if your air conditioning is broken in july you just pop on the thing and hopefully it'll take you away (laughs) that's typically (laughs) when i put in a texas chainsaw massacre oh Oh, god (laughs) i like sweating with the characters yes yeah i like feeling gross uh but yeah (laughs) that's all the time by the way not just when i pop in the texas chainsaw massacre but uh (laughs) i think that'll do it. any other final thoughts on the christmas specials or any uh, thoughts you would like to leave with us guys just be nicer to rudolph like stop treating him like shit and stop exploiting him like he's good for other things other than just (laughs) <laughs> just he's he's good for other things than just being a GPS on a foggy night. Like, I also feel respect. like him and Charlie Brown would get along just fine. You're like, what'd they do to you today? <laughs> yeah, they shoved my nose and shit so it wasn't red. <laughs> <laughs> you did the football thing yeah, again, was... Rudolph. <laughs> I was gonna say Santa does the football thing to Rudolph. Just <laughs> come on, Rudolph. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know why you did this. We don't even like football. Is this a reindeer game? I like how you Rudolph is very Mr. Bill esque. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening. Check out Gavin Loves Horror on YouTube and the Midwest Monsters on uh, wherever you get your podcast. So thanks for v- being on the show, Vinny and Gavin. Thanks for having me. Thank you.